All right, welcome back to the Crush Cast. Today we have Anthony Italiano. Anthony lit up the stage at the ARC meeting. He's a bronze eagle last year. He started in 2015, but he had a 100% plus increase in 2020. Anthony, welcome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. People hear that. They hear a 100% increase in a single year. It's eye-popping, let alone given all of the challenges that we faced last year. So how did you do it? How did you mount that type of business increase in a year like that? It's funny, Jim, that question, you know, it's not just you asking that question. I'm getting calls and, you know, all this stuff. And people think it's this magic formula that I've, uh, you know, uncovered. But it really, it really just goes back to it's, it didn't happen last year. It happened six years ago. You know, when I first started and, you know, I'm the type of guy that just kind of puts his head down and, you know, will look up later at the results. And I put my head down for six years and it was a culmination of calls made and connections made and, and stuff just kind of fell, uh, you know, at the right time. It was it was pretty special. This is being taped on March 16th, 2021. So we're solidly almost at like a one year anniversary of a COVID world for all of us. Surely COVID had an impact on your business and your life. What type of impact did COVID have on your business and what type of adjustments did you make? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very much so an in-person, uh, you know, advisor. I, I, I always... You know, prior to COVID, I would always go out of my way to be, you know, face to face with the client. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of how I always did it. So then when COVID hit, you know, that went out the window. There was obviously a lot of question marks, but, you know, you have to adjust. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to figure out ways to survive. And honestly, that's what I love about this business is the challenge. You know, I'm, I'm someone who always needs to have a challenge in front of me to knock down. And if I don't, then I like, you know, I, I feel too complacent. I need to always have something to push and then fight through. So COVID was a, <laughs> definitely a big challenge, but um, you know, like many other advisors, I learned how to go virtual and, you know, a lot of people preferred that a lot of clients, you know? Um, so it was great. But you really get my feet wet in the virtual world and trying to figure out the sales cycle um, you know, over virtual as opposed to in person. Um, I pride myself prior to COVID to shrink my sales cycle down to like one to two meetings. Um, and that was very efficient, you know. Um, but now, you know, it takes a little bit longer, as, you, as I'm sure you know, on the virtual side, when you can't be in person, you know, you're sending emails, email gets, you know, <laughs> pushed down with other emails or whatever. So, there's still very much a learning curve, I, I think, and I'm still trying to chisel that the sales cycle down from a virtual standpoint um, because I, I'm an efficiency guy. I, I like to be efficient in everything I do, not just business. Um, so that's definitely my, I would say, my biggest challenge going into this year. But we obviously, you know, had some success, and there was definitely some great positives that came out of the virtual uh, side of the business, being able to have a you know larger reach across you know the country as opposed to where I could just drive to um so I, I you know I think it was it was a good challenge and it's continuing continuing to be a great challenge to try to overcome what changes did you see either in 
client sentiment or in client accessibility? Were there differences there last year and, and going through this year? Definitely. And I, I realized that very quick. I mean, you know, our job is on the phones, you know, in my, you know I'm always making calls, whether it's, you know, new prospect or referral or whatever. Um, and over the years, you know, you get referrals, you get, you know, maybe some leads and those people, you know, maybe are too busy or whatever prior to COVID. But then I realized I'm home, my family's home, all my friends are home, everyone's home. So, you know, the accessibility definitely went up and that was definitely a, a big part of the success last year because I was able to reach people I wasn't able to reach. And then when I did reach them, they were way more receptive because, and I've said this before, you know, our own mortality was just being shoved into our face every time you looked on TV and, you know, and, and uh, you know, you're looking at the, the count for the, the COVID cases and then commercials talking about, you know, the age brackets of, you know, 50 to the 70 year olds. And that's a big part of my, my, uh, my market. So it was, it was, you know, what we talk about all the time, you know, um, was right in everyone's faces. I mean, you know, I'm sure at Ferd from Long Island, my, you know, one of my mentors, Ferd Rupp, he always talks about, you know, people move based off fear and, or greed, you know, the two emotions. And fear really came, came to light last year where, you know, people were looking for answers. They were looking for, you know, some help. And I, and I was able to kind of step in and, and uh, help people plan for the, the unknown. It's where our clients' minds were and they were accessible and they were receptive. Now, how about personally? I, first off, this year, you're absolutely killing it. I mean, I looked at the numbers before this discussion and it's by far the greatest start that you've ever had. Anything different this year or is it just more of the progression? No, it's just, it's just the progression and the way kind of I like to go about this business. I think I'm a little different um, in the way of, you know, how I approached getting to where I am now. Um, I, you know, I came in this business, I was 23, 20, you know, turning 24. And, you know, in my opinion, I felt that, you know, the young people getting started, sometimes we get distracted with, you know, what the job actually is when you're starting as a young professional, right? 23 years old. And a lot of people, they come into the business and, you know, they want to manage, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I need to talk to all these people, these high net worth people and all this other stuff. And I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of realized that, you know, there is, there's been relationships built with those people that you want to work with as far as their, you know, brokerage account. And I realized it was going to be more difficult as a 23 year old to kind of knock those doors down and, you know, get money moved from somebody that, you know, maybe has more experience than me in, in the business to me. So what I, what I decided to do was be super, super hyper-focused on qualifying the people that I, that I, uh, you know, the prospects that I was going after and qualifying a very, very specific part of the business that I knew that most people don't really take a look at. And that is life insurance. You know, yeah. so many people, you know, you know, in the early 90s bought, you know, whole life policies or ULs or whatever they did. Um, and both, you know, all sides of the spectrum, the super high net worth 
and the you know blue collar client as well. They they bought these policies and they said, all right, this is my life insurance policy. I'm gonna put this in the draw somewhere, and uh, you know that's it. You know, so the same high net worth person that is you know looking at their account every single day, they never look at their life insurance. So I I saw that as an opportunity, and I said, all right, you know your your brokerage account, great. We we're not gonna look at that. Let's take a look at that that old whole life policy from 1991 that you haven't taken out of the draw in 30 years. And let's see if I can help you with that. Because what I realized is the sale was made. Somebody bought something already. I didn't have yeah. to go in and sell. The sale was made. I could go in and just review what they had. And I saw the, the tremendous amount of value that I was able to bring people. Um, and they never had to, you know, bring out their checkbook because, you know, I don't care if you're warm it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody likes writing the check, you know? So I, I realized that, you know, I would be more successful if I was hyper-focused on, you know, on something that was just more reworking as opposed to selling, you know? And that honestly is how I built my business. And obviously, you know, life insurance is one piece of what we do at Equitable where, you know, we do full financial planning but that's how I got, got my, you know, got my feet off the ground. Um, and now that I've seen success, you know, now I'm able to go back because I did bring such value to my clients that now they're open to show me old 401ks, old, you know, annuities or whatever it may be. And that's, that's, that's how I did it. I wasn't the guy that was interesting booking 20 meetings a week. I was trying to book six hyper hyper qualified meetings and then I, I you know i got it down to if i made six meetings i was closing at least four weeks you know so it was i was I, like i said i'm more of an efficiency guy so that's how yeah. i built it but now i'm you know kind of spanning out and your 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 foot in the door was evaluating the existing life insurance arrangement i would imagine determining if there is a way to create more leverage, expand the death benefit, or to get the dollars inside of the contract Correct. to align with their risk tolerance and work harder for them. Exactly. But what's interesting Correct. is now that you've, you've established the contact, now you expand the relationship. That's There's a lot of ways to succeed. That is really interesting. All right, let me ask yeah, you, exactly. what do you do to stay on? What do you do to inspire yourself? Is it podcasts? Is it books? Is it hanging out with your family? Is it all of them? What's your go-to to keep your energy up? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm somebody that I need to be scheduled and I need to be regimented. And I, like I said, I need to have challenges. So I'm very much into taking care of my body, uh, my mind. So, you know, I've been meditating for probably the last six years. Um, breath work. I'm big into breath work. And I also, you know, I'm big, in, like I said, challenging myself. And in 2020, my, my best friend and I lived together at the time. He's actually in my business now. I brought him into Equitable and he's, he's with me in uh, my producer group. Um, we decided to, we lived at the beach, Long Beach, New York. Um, like could walk five minutes to the ocean. And we decided to challenge ourselves. And we said it was our last year living together, right? Before and I'm 30 now. So now, you know, you got to start moving on. I just bought a house and, you know, everyone's getting married, having kids. So our last hurrah, we decided to every single week jump in the ocean. 
Oh. And we did it every single week for a whole year, all through January, February, everything. Every single week. Didn't didn't miss a single week. And what that did mentally for me was it's just astronomical. It was it was amazing. That's a body shock right there. I, I've yes. heard about cold immersion, whether it's the cryotherapies or the water. And I guess the water's better. That's shocking. Yeah, it was honestly what it became. It started as a challenge, as a, as, as a mental challenge, but it, it turned into so much more. What you realize is, you know, just making a decision to walk down to the beach you know, that's, you're walking, right? You're on your way to the beach, you got your towel and your, your heart starts racing a little bit. You're getting a little nervous. Um, and the fear starts coming in, you know, and the fear starts creeping in your brain and saying, what are you doing, aunt? What? It's freezing. <laughs> Just go back to the house and like, why are we doing this? And then you get to the beach and you're looking at the water and it's ripping and it's cold and no one's on the beach and the wind's hitting you and the sand's hitting your face. You're just questioning, but the minute you make the decision, no, I'm gonna go. I'm going through it. I'm going through the fear. We used to, we coined a, a term, and I don't know if I said it or my or my friend said it. Is just put whatever fears you have in your life at that moment, put it in the ocean, and just go straight through it and go through the ocean. So we would, and it wasn't like a jump in. We used to go very slow, deep, deep breaths, oh. and, we, and we would walk all the way out up to our necks dive in and then slow walk out. And when you got out, it felt like you just, and any stress, anxiety, or things you were worrying about was just gone. And you were, you know, you felt invincible and ready to take on whatever, you know, whatever came. So the fact that we started that in 2020 and the pandemic happened, we didn't even realize, you yeah. know, what we were preparing ourselves for, you know? So it, it definitely helped me just keep my mind sharp. And it, it gave me a lot of tools. I use, you know, today and handling fear and handling, you know, you know, challenges and, and just anxiety. That's a good metaphor for life. You did it literally. You put your fear in the ocean and, and the strength comes from the decision. Great parting advice. Anthony, congratulations on your success. Not an overnight success, a progression Thanks, of sustained effort. Appreciate you. Keep it rolling, man.